0: (laughs) Hi, welcome to the Mother Connection, and then you just start talking. Hi, this is
1: Callie Lilly and
0: Robin Cunningham,
1: and we can't wait to talk to you about Mothers Throughout History and blah blah blah
0: feel like you are alone on a ship on the ocean? You are not alone, girl. We are looking for lifeboats alongside you. On the Mother Connection, we will seek to connect with past and present mothers of the world. We will explore stories from or about mothers that will seek to enlighten, inspire, entertain, and motivate us. Each week, we will focus on the subjects from which we can learn something and garner a sense of camaraderie on our perfectly imperfect motherhood journeys. Welcome to the Mother Connection. Between
1: us, we have a master's degree in education, a master's in nursing, a career as a psychiatric nurse practitioner, entrepreneurship four kids, and a shared passion
0: for deep diving and exploring the reasons why. I'm Robin, mother of six-year-old twins. My goal is to give mothers a laugh and make them feel heard. I'm Callie, mother of seven and three-year-old girls. I want to look into mothers
1: throughout history, what we can learn from them, and how these consciously and
0: subconsciously impact mothers of today. This podcast is not a how-to, but a why is and what was. We welcome you along for the ride.
2: This season on The Mother Connection. Here we go. go. Okay, so
0: I have my stepmom here with me today at this restaurant. We're looking at it. How did any of this, your studies, your whatever, inform your being a mother?
3: Uh, There's no amount of drugs that I can take (laughs) that makes me feel comfortable to wax. And I've done it for my husband, and my husband has actually said, we, we can work that into the budget. Like, like if you want to wax, we'll, we'll work that in. No big deal. And when I'm like, hey, can I get, like, some extra groceries here? Oh, no. No no groceries. Just the
1: waxing. But what about chickens?
4: Chickens.
1: They don't have a baby in their belly, but they're mommy chickens. My
4: nana has...
1: Yeah.
4: Outside.
1: Right. Like, can pioneer. you imagine being a pioneer mom, like, on a wagon? <laughs> you just, like, go west, like, into the abyss side. with your kids? The kids yeah. the don't have like, crafts.
3: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's no crafts.
2: Instead
3: of Robin Cunningham saying,
0: Mother Connection, it's actually me, and she's my guest. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your show. Well,
3: you actually are
0: the star of our show. Well, and Callie.
3: And Callie. Thank you, Callie, for joining my mom. Um, so...
1: So my child will say to me sometimes, Mom, I don't want to talk about my feelings anymore. And my husband will say, Stop therapizing me. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but I I think that what's interesting is I just like diagnose the shit out of my children.
5: That's a good question. It is. Right? I'd like a different question, please. <laughs>
0: While most of our future Mother Connection episodes will be focused on one topic and one guest, we decided for our pilot episode to introduce a cornucopia of voices, many of which you will hear again on our upcoming season. We decided we would ask several people more or less the same kinds of questions. That included our friends, families, and because their voices are way too cute, our own children. Most of these conversations were not done in a sound studio. But rather on the fly, in restaurants, on the beach, and on porches. Take a listen. Hi, it's Robin. Our first interview here that you're going to hear is between myself and my stepmom, Carolyn. She's not my official stepmom, but I always call her that. She's amazing, and I'm very lucky to have her. Um, My own mom, Diane O'Reilly, who everyone called Dee, passed away when I was 29, right before my 30th birthday. Miss her all the time, obviously, and I wish I could interview her, um... I'm hoping that I can talk about her a lot and that her amazing influence on my life um, can come through on this podcast. Um, but I couldn't interview her, obviously, so I interviewed my stepmom and her name is Carolyn and she is a tough, sweet, amazing person. She is twice widowed and she went through some tough things when she was a child. Her brother died of the polio epidemic of the 1950s. Um, So terrible, so sad, and I hope to talk a little bit more about the polio epidemic in another episode. And then her other brother was born with cerebral palsy, um, I guess because the doctor left her mom in labor too long. Um, That brother is doing really well, and uh, she and he and Carolyn are very close, um, but I think those those um, influences have um, made Carolyn a strong, resilient woman. And, and at times, because her mother, whom she absolutely respects, and you will hear her talk about her mother. Um, because her mother was having to attend to them at for various in various times and for various things. Carolyn um, went to live with her aunt um, and was had a lot of um, mothering influences besides her own amazing mom. Uh, Take a listen and again I apologize about the background noise. Enjoy. So I have my stepmom here with me today at this restaurant. We're looking out at a beautiful view of a marsh, beautiful, beautiful evening after a heat wave has broke in New England, and I'm going to ask her some questions. So the first question I'm going to ask you, Carolyn, is what do you think makes a mother? Like, What does it mean to be a mother? What makes someone a mother? Well, that's you know, <laughs> that's a very interesting question. Um, but I have to
6: say, I think you have to be a very good listener. I think you have to listen to what your children say to you, and they need to have you answer them when they ask you something that's important. I think that's I think I think that's very important. Being a mother.
0: Um, that's stunning to me because I feel like I'm I. I agree. It's like it really, really is that you have to listen to them. They're just always tugging at you exactly. to listen, like why you know, to what I have to say. So my next question is is so and your history is so interesting, Carolyn, because you had a mother who raised she she had, a, she, had a, she was from what you described to me, she was tough as nails, went through some very hard things in her life. You have some siblings, and you can talk about that in a minute, who went through some very hard things. And can you talk about that briefly as far as like how your own mother inspired you or has affected your own mothering? You asked me a, a, a question that I
6: absolutely love to answer. My mother was amazing. Not because she was my mother, but she was amazing. She. Um, great loss in her life and she had a uh, second son that um, needed special attention and uh, she managed to find time for all all of us which was which just to me was amazing plus she worked and she she was just uh, she didn't there was no foolishness with her you had to come to her with a legitimate problem and she would um, certainly try to help you solve that problem but if it wasn't she said i don't have time for this um, she she taught me a great deal and i think that one of the things was patience is another thing be in parenting is, is is extremely important to be try to be patient and that's something you go to bed and pray
0: for it because yeah, no it's, it's not easy no it isn't no kidding i I hope to actually hear a lot about your mom, and I mean this in all sincerity, she fascinates me because what Carolyn isn't mentioning, and we can talk about this later, is that her brother had polio, and Carolyn, to my understanding, was, sort of, if I had a microphone, we could pass it back and forth, was left to your own devices in a way. I mean, it was like you had to kind of fend for yourself, and because she had to, in all fairness, look after your brother. What was your brother's name?
6: brother's name was was uh, Walter William we called him Bill and some people called him Dub so though he had uh, several names but he was probably I can honestly tell you that uh, Bill was the very special person in my life because he taught me to be kind to be patient to be understanding um, because he was he needed all of that and so I think that, that I see people in a different light because of my experience
0: with my brother i am you know one of the reasons why we did this podcast is to hold on it's still recording i just have to get to it is to talk about mothers of the past and for some reason your mom comes up for me because i think about i i seriously do not know how she did it and i just it's like unbelievable respect and i can't imagine and the loss and having to get up every day and like it's unbelievable um so my next question is so you've already sort of answered that question but who you know who do you think can you think of a time in your life where a friend who is also a mother has sort of pulled you out of the gutter or helped you or made you laugh or whatever, like a, a mom friend, let's say, quote unquote, who has helped you and given you a, a lifeboat, so to speak?
6: Yes, I, I uh, my, my aunt, my, um, I lived with my, uh, she was actually my great aunt. Um, I lived with her for two or three years and she was just, she did not uh, have children. And so she thought of me as her, her daughter. And uh, so I always felt I like had two mothers. I had a mother who, yeah. who had a lot of needs, like who had to take care of a show. lot of important it's things, and then I had you this know, mother who showed me fun golf. So I was blessed. I was blessed that yeah. I had yeah, that um, so special smart. person in my life that that helped me. I think I think about her probably at least two or three times a week. Very special. What and what
0: was her name? Her name was, <laughs> excuse <Dr>. me, Merville. <laughs> I love that name. On the record, I love that name.
6: <laughs> and she was uh, almost six feet tall. Um, she, she was just uh, um, just a good. wonderful I human being, uh, a very accomplished That's woman. Great. And um, she great. just it's was... Somebody yeah, very special in my more. life. It, yes, nice. it did. I could go to her, high, and when my mother was so yeah. busy, yeah. Uh, I could go to her and tell her anything. You know, and it was just, it was, so just, so it was, cool it cool was great, good much. experience.
0: And I think one of the things we talk about is that mothers don't have to be blood. They can be like you're not my blood, and I count you. Right? Exactly. It, 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 it's just this unbelievable thing that you can have this connection with people. Um, so. You, unfortunately, have gone through some, I'm just going to say it, really, really hard, difficult things in your life um, and losses. Really, like, and the most, you are the most resilient person ever. Do you have any mom friends who, when you were going through these difficult times, you know, got you through it? Like, got you through, let's say, when your kids were young or not young or whatever that helped you were your support system?
6: I think I've been blessed all my life with very close friends. Um, I have just been very, very fortunate. I, I still have the same friends that I've had since I was 15, 20 years old. Um, I just, you know, I don't know what I would have done without my friends. You know, my, my, they. That I can pick up a phone right now. If somebody I haven't talked to in five years, and they're still my friend. You know, so, you know, you just, you got to keep. You got to have a positive attitude. It isn't uh, nobody. There's no easy road. Um, nobody is promised without some sadness in their life. And you have a choice. You either go forward, and you you pick up and say, okay, this is a learning experience, and you go, and you go forward. Uh, and that's the road that I chose. I had some very smart people along the way that kind of advised that to me, and um, I'm very thankful for all the people that I have in my life. I'm very thankful for the new people I have in my life that I'm sitting here at the table
0: with. (laughs) (laughs) I cry. (laughs) They're
6: not new people. They're not new (laughs) poopy. You're new. Well, you're newer people than some of my older friends, but uh, I cherish the four of you, and um,
0: you mean the world to me. What do you say to that, Winnie Pie? Thank you. (laughs) Short and brief. Um, Well, thank you so much, and I look forward to having you on the show for in it. In a <laughs> organized in a, in a week in a week in an organized setting. Oh,
6: I think off the cuff like this. Is I
0: like off the cuff. So we're at this restaurant. It's very loud. So good luck to me to edit. But but here we are, and I'm hoping it recorded. And even if it, it didn't, it's okay because I I will know where to go. But thank you so much, Carolyn, for being here, and you mean the world to us too. So um, and thank you for all that you do for us. Also, please watch. Okay. Please two Okay. Don't ever forget that. It's very important. Yep. Okay. Okay. Good night for now.
1: Hello, this is Callie, and I decided that for this first episode, it would be important for me to interview one of the best moms I know and that's my own mom. So her name is Barbara Woodard and she is about to turn 70 years old and what's interesting about her becoming a mom is that she lost her own mother when she was 21. So she became a mother after losing her own mother And I am the oldest of three. I have a younger sister who's three years younger than me, and you will hear her. Her name is Chelsea Woodard. You'll hear her at the beginning of this a little bit. And then the youngest is Dawson Woodard, and he is five years younger than I am. So I hope that you enjoy this interview. Thanks. All right, so I am here with my mother, Barbara Woodard, and my sister, Chelsea Woodard, and I'm going to ask some questions of you ladies while we sit here sipping White Claws as the sun goes down across the river. On my
5: 48th wedding anniversary. And 49th. The 48th. 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 And 48th. this is also the birthday of my 14-year-old eldest of four granddaughters, and she's in an Argentina right now. She is okay. Chloe.
1: Coco. So, what do you think makes someone a mom? That's a good question. It is. Right? I'd
5: like a different question, please.
1: <laughs> Chelsea, do you have an answer My first, no.
5: my first, <laughs> my first response was I'm not in a place to answer this question. That what makes someone a mom? That I, I am responsible for another human being's well-being from early on In, in my case my children were in my stomach and I feel that was a privilege and I was also grateful that I had healthy children and and uncomplicated basically pregnancies and that was before they had those machines where you look into them what are they called
1: incubator ventilator
5: no the CPAP.
4: ultrasound ultrasounds microwaves no
5: ultrasounds
4: <laughs> she just
1: pointed to her micro- microwave microwave mm-hmm. no that's what makes it sounds this better. like yeah
5: so so it's it's uh, being responsible I like being, that being responsible and taking another another uh being being into your hearts, another being who is not able to fend for themselves. They're yeah. either too young or unable for whatever reasons. Infant.
1: Well, or in that goes case. to being a dog mom, honestly. No, but you have to take care of them. They can't right. fend for themselves. If they're out in the wild, they could fend for themselves. But as we've domesticated them, we, we have to take care of them. We have to feed them. We have to let them out. We have to do all those things.
5: And so it's a responsibility in that way yeah, for true. a life and an oversight for your life.
1: overseeing
4: this yeah. situation.
1: Yeah. Very important. It's a, it's essential. So, mom, what interview? What, who, or what influences your mothering?
5: I think you could answer that, my dear eldest <laughs> Buddhism. child. Buddhism. Um, I feel like. I had, my mother was not alive when I had children, and I... How old were you when your mother died? I was 21, and I was 28 when I had my first child, you. Mm-hmm. And I am very clear, this is like one of the most important guiding factors in my entire life, that I was able to give my children the unconditional love, or that was my intention, that the intangible, unconditional love that my mother gave me, that Mm. money cannot buy.
1: Yep. That's really good. And that's what influenced your mother. I noticed
5: other people who had grandparents, who had mothers who were involved with their children. I saw other situations where people had that person that my mother, who would have been... an lovely connected grandmother i didn't want to feel sorry for myself i didn't compare myself to others i was kind of a a pioneer and i just thought okay this is what i'm going to do and i was lucky to be able to have the resources internally and externally to do that do that as well as i could totally that was my intention. Yeah. And, and I didn't care what it cost in terms of my time or money that I wanted to do that. Yep. Yeah. Special kid days. I had individual.
4: That
1: was awesome. Um, have you been struck by a mother's struggle in the present or past? And how did it impact you?
5: I don't know most recently having visited you my eldest child i saw how covid impacted on a very specific in a very specific way the day-to-day of your life Mm
6: -hmm.
5: unlike me in new hampshire where i was relaxed and actually happy to be introverted um, and my life didn't change but i really Noticed very the stark contrast of children who couldn't go to school, yeah, and how the personality of the child changed, yeah because of the lack of openness mm-hmm.
1: connection. And how did that impact you?
5: well i I heard this stuff on the news, and it was like this is happening to my child and her family, and it impacted me. What was the question? Yeah, so how did that struggle impact you? Yeah. I felt touched by it in a way that I had deep compassion and an un- an understanding beyond what one hears on the news. Mm-hmm. It was a direct connection to difficulty. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: And it and I I really got it.
1: Yeah. Yep. It gave you a deeper understanding. Yep. Yep. Okay. Have you had a mother figure in your life who isn't your mother? Like for you, because your mother died when she was 21, did you have a mother figure in your life instead of or in, a, in addition to? I,
5: this is kind of funky. I've never been interviewed in this way, but I've had <laughs> enough to drink. I can just kind of tune into Love what's it. real. And I don't drink very much. <laughs> So so um I feel like my friends are my connectors and certain people in my life my I never had a sister so my girlfriends they're not a mother replacement or a mother figure I I really feel like what I learned from my family of origin was sufficient. I had a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother on one side of the family, and I had a grandmother on the other side of the family, a father and a grandmother. And I learned a lot from them, and then I went forward. And one of the things my grandmother taught me was um, everything in moderation. I like that. And she was... Uh, Mimi. Mimi. Mm. She ruled the roost. and She did. She had a lot of values and a lot of ideas and things that I valued mostly, the whole idea of family. And so I think that ongoing, my friends are my... I, I don't want to say mother replacements. I don't need a mother replacement. No,
1: but a mother figure. They were people that connected you and supported you in your... Mother, well, like I would notice that a friend of
5: mine let their kid go on the bus down to Hanover. This is like in the middle of nowhere, and there's nobody to bother you, and it's very (laughs) simple. Or another friend let their child go to the skiway, the Dartmouth skiway for the afternoon, unattended. Both of these situations unattended. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I guess we could do that, you know. So I looked at friends, for example. For sure, of parenting ideas, but not as mother figures. No, but
1: you looked at the way they mothered, and took ideas from them. Yeah, that. Yeah, makes a but
5: not sense. they weren't very deep. No, right. Value things they. Were, you had those. They already. weren't morals or something. Right. Yeah. They were just like
1: tangibles.
5: Tangibles. Yeah. Good
1: idea. Good <laughs> plan. Yep. Tangibles. Can you think speaking about mom friends? Can you think of a time that a mom friend has supported you? Lots. I know. <laughs> I was thinking about some things that when I Sydney did.
4: drove me down to um Cali when she had her appendix. appendix and yeah. And I was yeah. in California or oh, something. God. Yeah. yeah. And yep, she drove me. She didn't know but I was drunk. I'd been <laughs> out with her daughter who had driven so I was drinking. And she showed up at the house. Which at like three in the daughter, morning, right? I had been with Liz. That. We'd been out at a party, but Liz was the DD. So I had had some drinks and what time I mean, was it, it it was like midnight or something okay so wait i'm and pausing Sydney came I'm, over i'm
1: pausing i just need to say so i was 19, 18, and my appendix ruptured while i was in the emergency room my in parents college. in college i was in college a junior i was like 16 my sister was 16 chelsea and my mom and dad were in california across the country and I luckily went... this hospital had a <laughs> ct machine yeah and so uh, my appendix ruptured, my parents weren't able to be there, and so my mom's mom friend, Sydney, um, picked up Chelsea, and Chelsea was drunk. What time was it?
4: It was like midnight or something. She came over, and she was like, I think I'm okay to drive, but I'll let you know if if I need you to drive. And I was thinking like, shit, if she asked me to drive, I have to tell her I was out with her daughter drinking. Her daughter is my best friend. Yeah. So, But she was an amazing stand-in mom. Still
1: is. And drove, I think it was, what, three and a half hours to Schenectady, New York, where I was in, I had just gotten out of surgery. Yeah, that was a pretty amazing mom-friend moment. Also, when you thought I was going to be a juvenile delinquent, when I got arrested at 15. Same friend. We had
5: a very long conversation (laughs) during a ski race, and I was in the car. (laughs) <laughs> and
4: I was talking on a
5: guess a mobile oh, you're phone. Oh your
2: Chelsea.
5: A mobile phone at King Ridge in New London where someone
4: R.I.P. King Ridge. R. I. P.
5: <laughs> and um, so yeah, I I was such a goody goody that I didn't understand the kids, you know, they rebel and they're gonna turn out fine. So fine. Um, look at me now. Yeah. <laughs> I I I have to think about this because I, I'm. I know there are some many mother moments from friends, and they're probably too numerous to mention. And right mm-hmm. now, I can't focus on any one.
4: But those are too good. My ones. friends
5: are in general my support team, and they're my A team. And uh, most recently, during a
2: yeah,
4: you
5: can talk. during a, a celebration of my husband's late husband's life, I had my. A team there, and these were the people who support me. Yeah, yep. And I feel very grateful to have an A team. It's it's beyond gratitude.
1: Yeah, it helps get us through
5: the darkest of times. And it helps with those all little moments. Those are my A team. All those people.
1: Yep.
5: Some of them are mothers. Some of them are fathers. Some are friends.
1: Yep. True. All right. Well, thanks. Do you want to answer the question, what makes someone a mom? Nope. Okay.
4: I'm not on this wavelength at all right now. Can't do it. And I don't.
1: This next segment was recorded on the beach as we gathered for one of our friend's birthdays. There were probably about 8 to 10 women sitting around in a circle and we decided to start interviewing and asking them some questions about being mothers. These are a lot of mothers that we have connected with over time and enjoy. So I wanted to give a little bit of background about the voices that you're going to be hearing on these next couple of clips. This first clip starts with our friend Laura, who has a great perspective on things. And then at the end, you will hear from our good friend Jill, who talks about one of her patients. There's a lot of other voices in the background, but I thought it would be helpful to let you know who's doing the majority of the talking.
2: I was saying the previous generation of mothers did not feel guilty about how they spent time with their family or their children, and their sole um, goal or role was making sure that they were taking care of their family and that they were providing and protecting and giving them independence, but independence in different ways, like how to teaching them how to cook, how to like clean, how to take care of their younger brothers and sisters yeah. and um, making sure that they were making an impact at a much younger age than probably our kids are right now. Oh, yeah. sure. Right? 100%. Yeah. 100%. But there was less noise. Like, there's so much noise now. There's... It was... it is, And I'm sure they would say that our lives are much simpler now because we are we are so lucky. It is easier. Oh, it is right? It's so much harder. Does that make so sense? It, it is so much
0: harder. husbands help out a lot more now. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, like, that. we yes. just
2: and we have a grocery store and we have yeah. a yeah. washing machine yeah. and we have access to things that make our lives as mothers easier. Yeah. Right? And, but then Amazon. Yeah. The expectations as mothers have doubled, right? Or tripled. Like make your
3: kids everything. Yeah. Make sure that they have
1: every activity in their Right. And to Be a breadwinner
2: and also make it's sure that your breadwinner kids breadwinner. are getting, right? Yeah. And, right.
3: oh, my God, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing as a mother. And she, she's like, I think she raised her kids in the 50s, right? Does that make sense? And she was like, Oh, she was, she's so funny, but she was like, oh, Jill, you guys worry about everything. She goes, I used to get my kids. I'd be home all day. I like my house clean. I'd keep them in the playpen. Like, yeah. All day, I yes. and they didn't care, yeah. and I because my house was clean, and then I would have them, I'd feed them, and they'd be tucked in bed before my husband came home because I just wanted to hang out with my husband and have dinner. And she's totally. like, and they're to- and they're great kids, they love her. Yeah. There's not weird no, stuff. There's a doctor and a lawyer, like they're no, her, successful. But, oh, okay. but they were literally confined to a playpen. I so I'm like, mine. I can fuck it up. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. like, then, I fucked it up, Jill, and they're right? okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: In our second clip from the beach, I wanted to introduce you to two other main characters. The first is our friend Allie, who lost her mother to cancer four years ago. And at the end, you'll hear from our dear friend Kate, who talks about the importance of taking the fucking casserole. and I had four ladies, it was Jess, Weber there too? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, four ladies take me out to dinner on my birthday. Like, I around did. the corner from where I was living. Which was, oh like, my also god. so nice. Um, and But it just has always stuck with me. Oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. What did it feel like for you who were there? We have several of them who were there at that dinner. Like, what did it feel like Ugh. to be a part of that? Just, cool. yeah. We went to Nine Elms. Yes. Oh my god, yeah. that. Do you well,
1: yeah,
3: it was. She like she was going through such Not an crazy here. intense time and like like flooded with emotion, right? And you just like, but you didn't know you needed a break. Like you didn't know you, you needed a break. And yeah. you were like, uh, but I, I should be there. I you know like and then it's like no, you just you do need to reset. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. And, and it was. Think, like, we, I loved it. We had a great time.
1: Yeah. 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 I just think like when someone's going through something and you say, what do you
3: need? What do you need? They're never going to tell you what they need. You just yeah. Just like take them, you drop the casserole
0: off, Sorry just do it. Sorry, Tintra, but this person, has, this person who was just speaking has coined the phrase take the casserole. No, take, no, the take the it. fucking casing, no, Take the no. fucking casserole. What does that mean, take the fucking casserole? Because it's the best thing I've ever heard.
3: Take the fucking help. Because none of us take the help. You're just going to yeah. take the help.
0: Yeah. Like, We're and you'd right. be like, I, I don't really like macaroni and cheese. We want to. Take the fucking macaroni and take cheese. It. Just take it. Because you know yeah. you're going to eat the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the closet by yourself, like I do.
3: like a bottle of
0: wine. And last but not least, the sounds of our kiddos. Um, we didn't really get much usable um, content here uh, due to the loving and wild nature of little children. Um, but at least you can hear their voices a little bit and what they had to say. Uh, hopefully in upcoming episodes, we'll be a little more focused. Enjoy.
1: So this next clip is going to be of my two girls, Zephyr is seven, and Peyton is three and a half. Enjoy. What do you think makes someone a mother?
3: Because they have a child. Because they born a baby from their own stomach.
1: Yeah. Fair. What do you think makes someone a mother?
4: Who has a baby in her belly. I did not tell her a thing.
1: But what about chickens?
4: Chickens.
1: They don't have a baby in their belly, but they're n- mommy chickens.
4: My nana has chickens.
1: Yeah.
4: Outside.
1: Right. So what do you think makes someone, oh, and in Wild Robot, she didn't born her baby. Yeah. So what do you think I, makes someone a mother?
4: Getting my dad to be a mother. <laughs>
1: so, Zephyr, thinking about Wild Robot, what do you think makes someone a mother?
3: Clearly, because they found something, that and, and it had no, no parents left. And it wasn't even born yet. So she thought that she could just take it as a mother. Cause she knew if 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 that egg stayed out in the wild, it would probably get killed. And and it was the lucky egg, so she kept it safe.
1: Okay. So then being a mother isn't only burning something out of your belly, but also
3: Adopting it. Let's go. Okay.
0: Hi. So in this last segment, you're going to hear the voice of my daughter, Winnie Cunningham, age six. On this episode, you will not hear her twin brother, Jasper's voice, but I'm sure you will very soon in the next episodes. What makes a mother? What do you think makes someone a mother?
4: Well, I think what makes a mother... Is well, it's a hard question. Um, I think see,
3: caring about their children, um,
0: really just doing what they have to do and being who they're so being themselves. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for connecting with us today.
1: We hope you learned a little and laughed a lot or vice versa. If you want to learn more about us and our guests and generally feel better about
0: yourself. That was very like, <laughs> <laughs> vice versa. Well, that's because <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Yeah. okay. 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 Right. Mm, take two. Okay.
1: Thank you for connecting with us today. We hope you learned a little and laughed a lot or vice versa. If you <laughs> vice versa if you want to learn more about us and our guests and generally feel much better about yourself you can find us on instagram at podcast the mother connection
0: see you next time okay that's